0: All right, so this is another episode of, I don't even know, I don't really have a name for this, because I usually record with a team. Uh. So this is the second time that I'm recording by myself, and there's hair on this mic, and it feels weird. (laughs) And I'm here with an old friend. Ooh! Yo, when was that? Middle school. Middle school. 2003? 2002? 2002, 2003. Yeah. Jeez, that was a long ass time ago. Like... And what
1: sixteen, seventeen years ago?
0: Yeah, is it safe to say that we were like close friends?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. I because I always have a different.
1: I feel like you, you, me, and Madeline were so close we at like one point. point. Yeah,
0: we were like we were like friends. Yeah, but the Hispanic version. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so. I'm here with Stephen B. Luna, which is funny to call you because I know your real name, but I won't say it.
1: What? Stephen? I Stephen? You can say it. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you say it then? Stephen
1: Bartholomew. Hey, gang, that's, gang. That's my, uh, <laughs> it's funny because like, I think I always get a, I always get that question like, what, what's going on with the Bartholomew and this and that? Well, so I don't know if I told you this or if you knew this maybe in middle school, but, um, but my mom changed my last name in fifth grade. So just before going to middle school, or maybe it was fourth grade. Um, but I was, my birth given last name is Luna. Mm. And then um, they changed it to Bartholomew when I was like in fourth or fifth grade to my biological dad's last name, even though he wasn't in the picture. So I just mm. I just was kind of like Confused. the only person in my family like with, with this name. And I was like, I was like everybody like else medieval. is a Luna. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, see, if I if I went like the lawyer or doctor route, I would have stayed Bartholomew. I feel like that yeah. makes sense. Doctor Bartholomew.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a very trustworthy Jewish doctor.
1: Right, but now I'm like making art, so it's like Luna. You know,
0: Luna, yeah, it's Luna more makes marketable. More yeah, yeah, it, does, it
1: flows better? Easier to spell. It's got like four letters. Yeah, the design is easier. It looks
0: more. It's clean. Aesthetic, yeah, right, right. Yeah, Bartholomew like what eight letters.
1: It's like too many letters. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I still don't know. Still learning how to spell uh, it.
0: Oh, that's mad funny. Back in the day we used to um you used to do all the work. You remember that guy? The oh um Doctor Saleya?
1: Was that his name? Doctor Saleya. I Kimi remember guy? him very specifically, but but I did not remember. Do you remember
0: name. what he said? I will never forget what he said. Do you remember what he said to us?
1: Something about time, right? Time Yes.
0: <laughs> It was like and looking back at it it was probably the realest thing somebody has ever told me. Yo, for it real. It was mad profound in
1: in retrospect.
0: Yeah, like he said um saying what was it? He said uh, remember time goes by. Yeah. But he said it obviously like with, with like like a like very human accent. very
1: very thick mad accent. Mad slow he had very a cadence. Slow. He's like time <laughs> goes
0: by. Yes. We, <laughs> and we were like, like Okay.
1: And we just found that so funny. And it now and lie. now we're like crying as we say
0: it. <laughs> right. Oh, time. Makes sense. Time, time goes time by. Go by.
1: So uh where did you go where did you end up going for high school? Um so I got I, I got in I was gonna go to classical, um but my parents decided to move to Florida after Gilbert. Um and yeah, we were in florida basically i went to like a couple different high schools in florida because we moved around um and then i was there till like a couple months into junior year and then we moved back to providence um and then i tried to go to classical and they were like oh sorry we don't take students in the middle of the school year so i was like all right i'll try again next year and then I was a senior and they were like, Oh, sorry, we don't take incoming seniors. I was like, All right, fuck y'all <laughs> classical. I don't need you anywhere. Batterals. Yeah, I know. But uh so then I just stayed at Mount Pleasant. It was like close to my mm. house.
0: Yeah. Did you end up graduating O nine?
1: Yeah. I graduated O nine. Mount Pleasant. Um, Who do I know at Mount Pleasant
0: thing? I can't think of anybody at the top of my head, but I know a few people at Mount Pleasant. Yeah. So um for those of you listening if you don't know who Steven is and this is the first time you're hearing about him, he is a director, writer, yeah. has an MFA. Yeah. What else would you add to that to those accolades? Um
1: I guess lately I've been doing a lot of like editing and cinematography. Ideally I would like to just direct and write, but um but cinematography and editing kind of pays the bills.
0: Okay. And that's what
1: I've been doing most of.
0: You have um is it a short film or is it full length?
1: It's a short film. It's a twenty-minute, um, twenty minutes-ish short film um, okay. called "To Be Heard."
0: To be heard. So the reason why we're here tonight is to talk about "To Be Heard" and obviously a bunch of other stuff because <laughs> I'm gonna be mad nosy. <laughs> so did you did you go into college? No, because if I would have guessed, then. I thought you would be like a scientist or something. Yes, Dead that's ass. funny. Like, I'm like, he's mad smart. He's going to do something in science. That's he what has all the answers, me. but you're like a creative, which is almost the complete opposite.
1: Um, it wasn't always like that. I mean, I, I started college as a chemistry major, so oh, there you go. So
0: you were. Yeah. That's so w- bank though.
1: I was going, yeah, exactly. I look back and I'm like, you know, I I look back at my poor decisions. Uh, <laughs> And question them all the time, but, um, but no, I mean, I, I, I um, really enjoyed science and math. I was I was good at it. I guess I didn't necessarily enjoy it. I I was good at it, and then once I started doing it, I think in college I was like, I don't like this as much as I maybe mm. thought I did. I'd rather be like writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I don't know, like trying to be more creative. So I started doing communications cause I wasn't really sure what else I could do. Um, and then like it wasn't until maybe a year and a half or two into Rick that I, um, that I, that I found uh film studies. So it was in the film studies program that I really started to, I guess, I mean, I, I feel like I was always interested in movies, but, mm-hmm. um, you know i I just kind of let them wash over me but it wasn't until like i started doing film studies that i was like oh shit this is like an art form that you can study and learn how to like do
0: so many so many things Yeah.
1: so um and for me i feel like film is just such a incredibly amazing form of expression and art um because it just except like it, it it's like a combination of so many different things you know yeah like the writing yeah everything. and and i like the collaborative aspect to it you know it, as much as i would like to streamline it and just like have everything done you know all at once or like me do as much as possible it's mm-hmm. like part of what i think i enjoy about it is just having to work with other people um be it like actors or um crew members and things like that uh because i think that's ultimately where a lot of magic happens is kind of just like um
0: like bouncing off creative ideas and stuff
1: yeah and and learning how to like give in to certain impulses and um you know and and working with somebody and being like you know what do you think about this or what you know how would you do this or you want to try it this way sure all right let's do it and like you know and like i think um there's like a freeness about that that's like Mm. really nice um but, yeah, I, I, my story, I guess, of getting into film is kind of interesting because I, um, I mean, I was working, like, two or three jobs in college. Sheesh. Uh, going going to Rick. Student full-time? Yeah, and I was full-time in at Rick. Um, so were you paying for school? Yeah, d- yeah. Okay. I was paying for school. Um, I was paying for everything. But basically, when I turned 16, my mom was like, you have to – for yourself yeah she's like i got three other kids to raise you're yeah you're on your own yeah um so like you know i took that to heart and started like delivering pizza working at starbucks working at target pushing carts i was <laughs> doing like anything i could to kind of make some money and um at starbucks i was pretty good at like i became pretty good at at uh customer service i guess through all these jobs and um and there was a A customer that came in and he would get a quad espresso uh and so like all the time like when he comes in i'd have it like ready before he even like ordered Mm. um and so one day he came in with like a giant camera and i was just like oh what you know i mean now i look at the camera and like the lens and i know what it is you Mm -hmm. know but back then i was like fucking blown away i was like shit what is that that's like amazing that's a big-ass lens uh you know what kind of camera like what do you do and blah 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 and so he like was talking to me about his work um and what he did and then he was like oh do you know anyone who'd be like interested in editing and i was like actually yeah and i was thinking of my friend like a friend of mine in in college um and then he was like actually would you be interested in editing and i was like uh sure i mean i don't know anything but sure and so from there i like I went to his studio and met uh, his partner um, and they work together still to this day and um, and yeah and I started working for them as just like an assistant editor learning how to use Adobe um, watching how they kind of ran a set and what they did Um, I'd go and like be a production assistant on certain shoots with them Um, and from from a coffee all from Starbucks or whatever
0: it was that he was
1: yeah so so I mean uh, I don't know I definitely that was like when I started to really like it and find an interest in that and then um, because you know at Rick when you're doing film studies it's mostly uh, critical studies you're not really Mm, making films not on hands right? Yeah. Um, so then you know while I was working with them I was kind of like damn it'd be nice to to go back to school and kind of really learn how to do this Um, so then I started looking at grad schools and really there was only one school i kind of wanted to go to and i was like if i don't get in fuck it i'm just gonna stay at starbucks and like be a manager (laughs) or something um and i was actually like probably a month away from getting my own store as a manager at starbucks when i quit and decided to be broke in boston uh (laughs) making no money and and getting loans to survive grad school um but yeah and then i moved to boston and got into Emerson and I, they gave me like a little scholarship and, um, and I was there for three years learning how to play right. with cameras. And so you took a risk
0: looking back now, do you regret it or do you feel like it's worth it?
1: Um, <laughs> you <laughs> know, sweating. ask me, ask me again in 20 years and I'll tell you whether or not I really regret it. Mm. But, uh, but right now I, I don't, um, it definitely, I definitely learned a lot about myself, um, in general, just kind of like getting away from Providence for a little bit. Um, but also like, um, just about film and kind of art and learning, you know, I worked on a lot of different sets, like with a lot of different students and a lot of different people. Um, I was pretty open with like all the faculty. So like, you know, There was a lot of things i think there's a lot of opportunity for me to learn stuff Mm. um and so i try to take advantage of that and and you know i was always helping people and working on sets and uh just kind of like studying and looking at like you know it's kind of like when you're at a job and you're you know overshadowing yeah or or you know like if somebody talks to you about a a bad manager and you're like yeah and the reason you know you can connect to that is because you've probably had a shitty manager. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like, or when you have a good manager, you're like, fuck, you know, like, this is amazing because now you have a good manager. So it's like, it's kind of like that on film sets. Like, there's some sets that I've worked on that it was a shit show or like a nightmare. And then like, you take notes in your head and you're like, all right, well, shit. Now I'm, I know what it not to do in my your set. job. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you kind of are learning from each other and, uh... And I think it's a good environment to kind of do that um, in grad school because you know literally I was just like playing with cameras all the time like for me at my I guess I was mo more familiar with doc documentary style uh, shooting mm-hmm. um, going into grad school, so then for me, I wanted to use grad school as kind of like a playground to do something different. I to didn't explore w- yeah, I didn't want to go into it kind of doing more of what I already knew you know, so I made a lot of like experimental kind of short films and stuff.
0: Are those the ones that's on your website?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of like short films. Is that
0: avant-garde?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, along those lines, I'd say, (laughs) um, it's probably a little more structured than some avant-garde, but, um, but yeah, so I, um, yeah, I just learned how to like really fuck around and kind of play with cameras and play with composition and
0: smart you took advantage of the opportunity yeah and it wasn't until things
1: it wasn't until my last film at, in grad school which is my my thesis film that i was like all right i think now i'm finally ready that i want to try and make a narrative film mm. um so an actual story from start to finish kind of uh so you know i kind of took what i knew from documentary and experimental Work um, and kind of combine that to try and make a story, and you can see kind of aspects of I think both doc style and experimental work in my thesis film. I feel like it's, I, I guess now that I'm actually talking about it in this way, I feel like I can make it make sense of it that way now. Mm. Um, but I never really thought about it that way. I kind of was just like I'm going to try and make a movie, but um, but it is because the way I kind of approached it. Especially with the actors was, you know, like I mean that whole eight days I shot it over eight days. Oh wow. Um and how long is it? twenty minutes and it took eight days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing about narrative work. I feel like it takes a, a long time. I mean, my friend's film, um, who I was the the D P on the uh the cinematographer on her film. Um, my friend's film was is 10 minutes 10 or 11 minutes and we shot that over eight days wow yeah so it's like you know it's very uh very involved because you know for every scene you have a shot list or like a shot breakdown Hmm. and for
0: every little detail yeah
1: and there's so much kind of setup, and if the acting's not right then you gotta get it right and you have to like make everything work and it's very time consuming to get, like, one shot, you know, on average is probably, like, an hour. Sheesh. You know, yeah. to do, like, That's a shot. Cool.
0: How do you pull, like, an actor on set, how do you pull what you want out of them? Like, how you want your story to be told?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the director and kind of their relationship to, to their actors. Uh, I've seen a lot of different kind of ways to approach it. I think for me... Um, my method, I guess, was to kind of throw out the script, which is kind of stupid in some ways. Cause, <laughs> cause you, cause I mean, I, it, it, I was beating myself over the head when, when I was editing it because it was harder to be like, you know, cause in narrative films, there's like continuity. Hmm. So it was harder for me to edit for continuity because almost every scene or every couple shots these actors were doing different things cause I was like having them kind of like, you know, change with the experience of like making it, I guess. Mm. Um, so like, you know, I, I wrote the story and the script, but a lot of the dialogue and stuff we worked on on set, um, you know, I, I, they'd be like, Oh, what's the line? And I'd be like, fuck the line. Just what would you say in this moment? Like you're this person, somebody's asking you this question. You're in this situation. How would you respond? Like, I I want an honest, like, response. And, you know, then they'd, you know, either say the line better or they'd say it differently or they'd change it or they'd add to it. Um, And we'd kind of work together in that way.
0: Would you say the acting came out better because of that?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think 110% it was because we were like, forget the script. Like, I didn't look at the script once the entire time we shot. That's crazy. Um, Cause I mean I I knew the story I knew what scenes oh, yeah, so I knew the writer I knew what scenes we were shooting on every day, um, so I was like okay we're on this scene we're doing this thing, um, what's happening like how how would you respond in this like you know uh, talk to me like for me it's like I'm my own harshest critic I guess so if you're not selling me on your performance then you're not gonna sell anybody hmm. you know so you have to kind of like really make me believe you, you yeah know?
0: especially if it's something that you're putting like your time and you want the outcome to be as best as possible i mean yeah. obviously you can't get no brad pitt or whoever right right but you know
1: yeah i mean i I was pretty lucky i got um i got these two these the two brothers in the film um rafael and josean uh they were trained actors uh they are trained actors, uh-huh. and um, they were amazing. Joseon and I worked together even before I finished the script or the story even, or even had a semblance of what the story was going to be. Joseon was already casted in the lead role, and he and I would meet up and talk about the character and kind of like what how to play him or what direction to take him, and, um, and he did such a good job in, in, in the lead. Uh, his best friend is a good friend of mine. His name's Jordan. Um, in the film, his name is Keith, um, but he had never acted ever. Uh, and I, you know, I was kind of auditioning this role, and I had a few people audition. Um, but then one day I was talking to him, and he like dances. So we were talking about like doing a dance video. <laughs> but then one day I was talking to him while I was planning like auditions for the role, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit, you are this character. Like, you're <laughs> literally who this person is." Um, so I was like, you have to come in on an audition and like try out. And so like he ended up coming and he fucking nailed it. And I was like, and he's arguably, everyone has told me when they see the film, they're like, the best friend is my favorite character. character. So like he, he does such a good job. Um, and he, he was, he was amazing. And then the other person, uh, who's important in the film is also someone who's never acted before. Uh, my mom. (laughs) so oh, she, your mom is in the film she's the mom of the two kids in the film oh wow um and she also did an incredible job she has how, she how has, did you
0: get her do, to do that
1: uh she she was very hesitant at first but like you know i had told her i was like yo i have been auditioning people for the mom and they're all fucking awful <laughs> and i think i think it's because so shout out to all the
0: moms <laughs> <laughs> for real yes
1: um but i think it I, I think it wasn't so much that they were awful it was more that i had a very specific idea of what this mom was mm. and it was my mom obviously because that's what i was writing is um, the
0: is the movie ref- is the movie based on like i guess your perspective
1: uh yes and no it's like it's about this Latino poet who kind of struggles with whether or not he should go off to college to like um, mm. pursue his goal of being a writer or whether or not he should stay home and uh, help out his family. That's kind of struggling. Um, so I I think that theme I very much relate to. Um, but the story and everything that kind of happens and, uh the specific details are all made up so um
0: but so your but well your I just i'm tripping still on the fact that you got your mom to do this your mom is the mom on the show
1: She. i mean on the, in the movie she killed it too she has a monologue at the end of the film um and that was really what got her the part uh you know cuz i was thinking about like how to how to write this moment. And I was like, I mean, think about it. Think about it if I was your son and I said that shit to you, how would you respond to me? And then she just kind of let it out. And she wrote basically everything that she said at the end uh, in the monologue. Oh, wow. And she, yeah, she killed so it. So you got your writing
0: <laughs> genes from your mom, you think?
1: I definitely got something from my mom. Away <laughs> 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 with words, to say the least.
0: <laughs> mm. You have a... a sh- uh, um a film on your website with a woman doing, is that your mom too? With a m- woman doing a
1: voiceover? Um, woman doing a voiceover. In Spanish? Yes. A love poem. Mhm. Yeah, that's her.
0: So you got her to do, so do you think that she looks at you and she's like, Ugh, my son's doing this thing and I don't know, but he's always broke. <laughs> he comes to my back to my house. Or do you think she has like, she can see it you know see it for you i don't
1: i don't know i don't know it's it's one of those things i think as an artist um with parents who were immigrants you know and like who aren't necessarily like well versed in art yeah they
0: don't really or they don't really get like dreams right
1: right they're well, very practical. Yeah. You know, like, like they're get a like, job, they're like, I need this thing. Doctor, and I'm going to teacher and you have to work to get this thing. And yeah, exactly. Dr. Lawyer teacher. And so like, um, so I don't know. Wait, what was I saying about my mom?
0: You, um, her, how she feels about you being an artist. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, no, I think sometimes I think she does get it. Sometimes I feel like she, she's kind of just trying to help me out. Mm. Um, you know, like for me, I put her very intentionally into stuff, you know, like it, it's not like just because I, I didn't have anyone, you right. know, like it's I, the essence. Yeah, I put like for that one that you're talking about, the one that she does a voiceover, that's about that film is like a an exploration. It's like a poem adaptation. So the this person, uh, Nayira Wahid, wrote that poem and she wrote it about her. Uh, her mom, I think, or, oh no, no, no. She wrote it about her parents and I changed, changed it to be about the father specifically. Hmm. And for me in that film, the poem is supposed to be the sound of, is supposed to be the maternal figure in the space of this film. mm mm-hmm so the poem is read by my mom and then the subject which is the this guy is supposed to be the son and then the camera i saw it as like the father so you notice kind of in the film like the Mm. son is always trying to look for the camera and like can't find can't find it you know um every time every every time he looks at the yeah exactly every time he looks at the camera you know we cut away and go somewhere else and it's about kind of and the poem i think is about you know the absence of said parent uh you know so it was very much an exploration about that i
0: was i could not figure that out i was like (laughs) i know somewhere on earth someone's like wow steven this is really amazing and i'm like i don't get it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair i mean that's the hard part with like making i think experimental film at least for me it's like i want to find a way to make people connect to it even people that maybe don't don't know about film yeah that don't know about film and don't uh you know don't necessarily watch experimental work or see it in that way you know like I I want somebody like I think about myself when I was in middle school or high school like I know shit about anything about (laughs) this like if I had seen that film I'd be like I don't fucking know what (laughs) is happening so like you know for me it was uh I mean it was my first film in cinematography and uh you know I was kind of exploring all these thoughts but i'm also like an overthinker so i mm. i What's your sign i'm a virgo You're so.
0: Virgo. Oh, crazy you so your birthday's coming up or past
1: it's coming up it's uh september 12th
0: september 12th my yeah. daughter's birthday is august 27th she's a virgo she's hey. a nutcase what how old's your daughter <laughs> she'll be five oh in my God. three weeks
1: that's amazing
0: yeah she is Damn. a nut but i'm like i don't see that well, unless you've come out your shell uh
1: yeah 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 <laughs> definitely i think i was also just crazy as a kid like i was crazy like I, according to my family like everybody was like yo you were insane
0: i just don't remember but then i think about like who you used to hang out and i'm like oh yeah it makes sense <laughs> like Norlin and um Oh my franklin God. yeah there was one more. Neil. Neil. Oh my god. Neil is like in the Marines now or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. We talk I, I we talk Norlin. every now and then. Oh
1: yeah? Yeah, Neil, Neil has reached out a few times on Facebook and um and Norlin obviously I still see that motherfucker all the time. I know.
0: he's he he's like um he has a he curates events or whatever. He, house party vibes and there's another one I think.
1: Norlin's the man, yeah. Norlin uh is a good good friend of mine. We just went to New York this weekend and uh saw one of my friends performing. And then we we drove back here together. So Nice.
0: I love Norlin. He has such a good spirit. Yeah, he's, got, I feel a like he's, he's, he's f- got a good heart. Yeah, I feel like he's changed but like for the better. Right, right, right. He's like a better version of himself,
1: which is That's true. He used to be such a little <laughs> shit. <laughs> we were all kind of little shits then. Mm.
0: Yes, middle school was a uh, very wild time.
1: Oh man. And I Especially, look back and
0: I'm like, that school was so terrible. Yeah, we teachers were teachers were getting punched.
1: We were awful fucking kids. We were we were like I <sighs> I don't know how anybody dealt with us. My god. Like we were notoriously known at Gilbert Stewart <laughs> as like the worst class. <laughs> like we were awful.
0: Oh my gosh. And now like you know well most of my friends I think that I was friends with in middle school, shout out to Marilyn, Madeline, Marlene, Marlene, and Jasenia, who I was coincidentally with two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But I look at them and I'm like, they're all doing, like, cool things. That's and I would have never – I mean, not, not that I didn't see that for them, but, like, you know, you don't think about, like, life in yeah. middle school. You just kind of
1: ah. – it, It's funny because sometimes, you know, like, you obviously think about the ways that you've struggled, Um But for me, it's, like, I felt like I needed that struggle to be where I am now. Hmm. You know, like, I think struggle is kind of important in some ways.
0: Kind of, like, makes you smarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy, like, and I wouldn't, I I don't, I don't necessarily want any, anyone to have to struggle, um, to kind of make it, but I think that if you have to, you know, try and make the best out of it, and, uh, um, Yeah. I mean, like, you know, pain, I think a lot of things come from pain, you Mm. know, like we're kind of born through pain. Like our parents have to go through pain to like bring us into this world.
0: Yeah. As you know. Mm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know.
1: So, you know, I think, I think pain is essential, you know, in, in growth and Mm. in life. Uh, that's deep. So, you know, I I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, I think, I think we're stronger people for the shit that we had to go through in middle school, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we didn't just have shit handed to us. Like, we had to kind of work, and all of us were in the same situation, you know? mm mm-hmm. um, But it's nice. I'm reflecting, like, I think about that community, and, like, I wish I had that still, you know? It's like... Yeah, like, the sense of... Yeah, like, that we're in this together. hmm You know? It's
0: funny, because... Um, I was I'm writing something I'm writing production for this project that I want to put together a hip hop project Mm. Um, and like bring all kinds of rappers together and shoot videos and do all that good stuff. But um, I keep a journal with my along with my thought process, like Mm. my thought process about the project and about the people and about the city Mm. of Providence. And I wrote that actually it's my notebook somewhere around here. Uh, The day before yesterday, how, like, growing up on the West End, you have a sense of community because people back in the day used to, like, talk to their neighbors and you knew who lived next door and down the street. Now, it's not really like that anymore. I feel like people are so much more secluded. Yeah. Even though we're, like, all in the same, like, kind of like you said, kind of like in the same struggle. Like, we all come from pretty much the same background. Yeah. And um, I talked about how at Stay Silent, the Stay Silent event. Shout out to Stay Silent, who has um, Day Trail coming up August 24th, I think. Hey. And they just bought a billboard. Whoa. So that's, like, huge. I was literally looking at that before you um, came inside. That's amazing. Wait, wait where's so the billboard? Amazing. It's over by OVs on Oh, Island shit. Tab. Yeah. So, like, we'll right before Eddie
1: street. That's amazing. It Congrats. is amazing.
0: And I was just thinking, like... That feeling that you get at that event is, is like nostalgic mm. to back in the days when nobody really had phones or yeah. if you did, it was a flip phone. So you, right, right. you had no choice but to like communicate with each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to think about how like phones, I think, and you know, all these social media sites are like meant to kind of make people more connected. Like you always hear that, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I like have Facebook's it.
0: Facebook slogan is yeah connect or something like that right and like simple
1: and like uh everyone's excuse to like not get rid of it is like oh this is how i talk to like my friends who like live far away mm-hmm. and it's like yeah but like you know how about you talk to your friends who are here in front of you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean uh so it's weird how i feel like phones and like the web has kind of made us more uh secluded i think has isolated us in some ways
0: Isolated, yeah for sure um and you were talking about um leaving Providence and coming back, how would you say um it's changed since you left, or do you notice a change or do you feel
1: i think i mean when i when I first really i mean there was a change when I left for three years when I was in florida for for however long um but when I came back, I remember being like, "What oh, year did you come back I came back uh junior year of high school so it must have been like like
0: 2008 2007
1: Yeah like 2008 I think either fall oh no maybe it was like fall 2007 I think I came back cuz yeah it was like a couple weeks before the Red Sox won the World Series Ooh. so I remember that But it was uh yeah it was it was around then and I, I had been gone since I graduated from Gilbert um and I remember kind of looking at everything and just being like holy shit like providence is a little different and i'd mm. like you know it's weird because when you're growing up in a in a certain place you don't think about it changing
0: yeah it just kind of looks the
1: same it just always looks the same and like even if it's like small changes here and there you're you kind of mm-hmm. like are getting used to it so it doesn't feel like it's changing but i don't
0: even remember some of the changes
1: yeah and like and like when i left to boston i'm trying to remember i guess i mean i think obviously like RiSD and brown have kind of made a lot of changes especially like yeah, in downtown and, downtown. and mm-hmm. so like inaccessible in some ways um and uh yeah i mean that's another thing i feel like growing up like you just i had no idea that RISD and brown were like a thing until like later in like high Isn't school is so
0: mind-blowing like it's like two of the biggest schools in the in the world not yeah. even in the country are right here in providence
1: right in providence and it's like Damn, that just says something. How we have been here forever and like knew nothing about these schools. Like mm-hmm. they don't want us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: it's not accessible to us.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I wish I wish there was that uh, that connection was made sooner. You know, because like I I remember when I was graduating Mount Pleasant, I like did not even try to apply to Brown. I I'm looking back, I'm like maybe I could have gotten in, mm. but I just didn't even think that it was a possibility that i i was just like i'm not even gonna try to go to brown it's crazy because i was like i just don't think i'm gonna get in you know it's crazy
0: because um there's this uh well i used to work with her she passed away i think early this year or late last year but i used to work with her over at Summerbridge and um she was from la Hmm. and she was talking about taking her sats and how she did um Uh, exceptionally better than a lot of people in her class and a Mm. professor i mean a teacher came up to her and asked her have you ever applied to an ivy league school and she was like i don't even know what ivy league is
1: yeah yeah and
0: um (laughs) she applied to brown and she got accepted but then when she saw the tuition she was like i don't know how i'm gonna afford this she's coming from a home with a single mother and she was one of three i believe and um she was just telling me how like her mom was an immigrant and she's first generation and now she's going to an Ivy League school and her mom doesn't even know what an Ivy League school is. Like yeah, people were asking yeah. her, "What school is what college is your daughter going to?" And she would be like, "Brown." And they're like, "Like Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island." Like, "Yeah." And she just didn't get it and it's just so crazy how like Yeah, man. When you don't understand something, it's almost like you limit what you think you can do because you don't know what else. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of crazy how like people in Providence have that small state, state of mind of like, Mm. or the ghetto hood mentality when we have the two of the most prestigious schools in the country right here. Right here. And of course, you know, people from out of state come to the school. Mostly it's mostly out of state students, but still the fact that that's right there down the street, and like we're like oh providence sucks like it just is not as bad as people make it seem
1: it really isn't like i remember also especially when i went to um to boston um i fucking hate boston oh my gosh me too i'm like what is the hype it's terrible it's the worst uh so i was there i lived there for like a year even though i went to grad school there for three years i lived there for like a year and then i was like fuck that i'm moving back to providence (laughs) So I moved back to Providence and, like, commuted for my last two years at Emerson. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's not until you kind of leave Providence that you're, like, damn, like, I it's really, I get it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, I like Providence, you know. And I, there's been so many times I'm kind of, like, driving around and I'm just like, yo, this city's amazing. It's beautiful. It's so, like, I don't know. It's quiet. It's, like, tucked away. It's kind of like a burrow, but it can be loud, too, you know. Mm. It's like a, it's like a borough from New York. That's just like lost out here. in it's like, um, <laughs> Rhode it's Island. like
0: a, I don't know. It's like Queens. It reminds me of cause Queens has like sub suburbs and it, then it has like the hood and then it has like,
1: shout out the, Corona, Jackson right. Heights. Then it
0: has the Hispanic area.
1: That's where my grandma and my aunt are and my cousin. Yeah. City Queen's field.
0: I've been to Queens a couple of times. Queens is, Queens is nice. Good
1: food. Good food. Flushing. Anything Where is better
0: at? than Boston's food.
1: Boston, oh, God. Boston just needs to get their shit together. First of all, <laughs> how <are> you going <laughs> to ch- charge me mad money for rent and all the trains stop running at 1230? Motherfucker, I'm trying to get a sandwich at 4 in the morning and everything is closed. In how are you going to charge me New York prices?
0: And then what if you have to get a, get to work? How are you going to get to work?
1: Yo, I fucking hate Boston. The
0: parking sucks.
1: Y'all got to get your shit together over there in Boston. Everybody living there. Tell your landlords to stop raising the rent, and don't fucking pay them. <laughs> That's Just, it.
0: Just uh, pull a rent move and never pay rent. Tell um, them
1: that you will pay what Boston is worth, and it's nothing. It's free. <laughs> you should be out there for free.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like eighteen hundred dollars for like a three bedroom apartment.
1: Dude, I was We're yeah, and the three bedroom I was living at it was twenty four something. What? I think it was like twenty. What area 50. did you live in? Roxbury
0: oh wow okay it yeah. was
1: it was like near jackson square mm-hmm. um and yeah it was fucking brutally expensive and then like to move there you have to pay first month last month uh broker's fee security what? deposit yeah so i had to pay like basically four oh no yeah like four months of I rent like or is something there a box somewhere i
0: can there. sleep in
1: Cause this <sighs> is too much. It was it was awful. I don't know how you did it. I I I almost didn't. I was like, on. I was like basically bankrupt. Like by I the time I left, a lot of money. By the time I left Boston, I was like, so drained. It was crazy. I mean, at part of me going to grad school, I had like, asked my dad, my my bio my bio dad, um, mm-hmm. if he could help me out and like send me some money every month, and he was like, yeah 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 yeah. Didn't get a a penny, <laughs> so I was out there just struggling. Not a penny. Um,
0: I mean, a penny is nothing nowadays. Twenty dollars, I feel like, is nothing nowadays. Yeah, like, that shit goes. Twenty dollars is like a meal.
1: Yeah. But um. Especially in Boston.
0: Since coming back, have you col- <laughs> have you collaborated with any other creatives in the city?
1: Um. Since coming back.
0: Mm. Or is there a creative out there that you are looking at and you're like, what? I
1: think they're
0: pretty cool. Um And you can't say Norlin.
1: Yeah, I was like Norlin's the obvious one. Uh, well there's Carlos. I don't know if you've met Carlos. He's Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He takes awesome photos. Yes he does. Um he's amazing. He's ma- he's getting an award tomorrow. Um, wow. at AS two twenty. I'm gonna try and make it out. That's so dope. uh at uh, I think it's like at five thirty. But um but yeah, he's he's great. Um damn, why am I blanking on some of the local people? There uh I don't know if you've met Fernando. Fernan- what does he do? He's a designer, fashion designer.
0: Maybe if I s- probably what is his brand?
1: Um it's just like Fernando Flack Flacour, Flacour.
0: I've never heard of him.
1: But he he uh just graduated from RISD um oh, wow. or like a year ago, I guess, but he um makes incredible clothing he's awesome
0: like from scratch
1: yeah he's a he lives here in providence he lives like by roger williams um and he's born and raised here and or not born and raised here he was born in queens like me but he moved here when he was young and uh super nice guy down to earth makes dope shit uh jamal i don't know if you know jamal Mm-hmm. he's another fashion designer he does incredible work um, he actually has made he just shot a film this weekend with my old roommate in Boston Jordan um, uh-huh. and she's another incredible filmmaker and uh, she makes just uh, outstanding amazing work um, and they just built this like incredible set this weekend and shot a, a fashion film And they it
0: built a set?
1: they built like a huge Fucking beautiful set oh my gosh. over at uh, the soundstage um, in, oh uh, yeah. in downtown. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they're incredible. So they they make stuff together every now and then. Um, who else? There's definitely more that I'm blanking on. Uh, there's a friend of mine. Let me pull up their Instagram so I get it right. But you should follow them because. One, she's amazing, and she also helped me out big time uh, yesterday by coming out to help me on this music video shoot. Mm. Um, but she goes by a Deaf Child. Her name's Lexus. Um, but it's De La Soul, uh, T-E, so D-E-L-A. <laughs> like what? Soul, S-O. That
0: sounds familiar.
1: U-L-T-E, Lexis. But it, her name on Instagram is Deaf Child. That so def space child but yeah she she's doing incredible work she um she uh had a brain aneurysm last year and oh wow and like had part of her skull like had to get removed and she went through like incredible trauma and is still slowly but surely in the process of recovery and uh she also just makes incredible work, so definitely check her out thats
0: That's a really good story, yeah,
1: and she lives in One socket
0: nice. I never met anybody from one socket
1: yeah I, I don't really go out there often, but <laughs> but I did <laughs> recently, so that's uh,
0: mad foreign yeah so uh to be nice heard is being premiered Wednesday at a s two twenty that's right? right. You can still get your tickets now in advance. What do you want people to take away from this short film? like or what did you pour your heart and soul into that you want people to like notice
1: Hmm. i guess i mean for me the the last 10 minutes of the film are like really the film for me everything before that's kind of like building exposition and kind of getting it ready Mm. um but um, I, I don't know. I guess I just hope people can find a way to relate to the story and to the character. I think it's a struggle that I, I know a lot of people that have got, had to go through and I continue to go through, I think. Um, but ultimately, it's about guilt. And it's about like, you know, kind of what you were talking about with like, your mom not really understanding some of the stuff that you're doing. Mm. Like, I consistently have to tell my mom, like, this is the school I went to, like, this is what <laughs> I'm doing you know because she just doesn't get it mm-hmm. so people are always like oh what school did your son go to and she's just like oh no, emerson
0: i think i don't know
1: <laughs> and like what's um, his
0: degree in is he a doctor like, right no he makes movies
1: i think yeah <laughs> so she uh, like
0: movies <laughs> is it in the theaters
1: <laughs> yeah so it's like uh you know it's 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 a film that is about that kind of that struggle and that guilt as a child of an immigrant and first generation or trying to be a first generation college student. Like I still like, I feel like I still grapple with that guilt of like leaving my family to go play with cameras and make art, Mm -hmm. you know, like part of me is like, maybe I should just fucking get a job and make money here doing stuff and like giving them money. Um, And then part of me is like, but you know, I really want to make this stuff and hopefully I can make better money someday doing this, uh make a like living. Pouring my love into this and um and you know, making making something out of that. But you know, my mom has always said that she'd rather me be happy than have money, so you know, I guess I Your mom is lit. Yeah, she's nice. <laughs> she's a she's a good a good mom. Shout out mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom.
0: Will she be at the premiere?
1: She will. She'll be there, um, along with some other folks and family members and friends. But, yeah, I I hope people come out. Um, I'm excited to finally share it with folks.
0: I'm excited to see it. So, it, and it's being um, screened at the New England Film Festival, correct?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the Rhode Island International Oh, the Film Rhode Festival.
0: Island. I thought it was New England. It's basically, <sighs>
1: go it, bas- it should be, kind of, because it's kind of the, it's one of the biggest uh, festivals in New England. Um, I literally almost cried when I found out it got in, because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't, I didn't think that this film was gonna make it there. Mm. You know, it's kind of long, especially in festival standards. Like, festivals are usually looking for films that are like fifteen minutes or less, um, and mine sits at like twenty-two minutes and thirty seconds or something. Um, so you know, it, it's already doesn't really have time working in its favor because in a festival's mindset it's like all right I can fit like two like a 15-minute film and a 10-minute film here but instead I'm gonna put this 22-minute beast you know what I mean so it's Mm kind of like uh, this is like wasting time for space for another film right and it's it's about programming and all these things Um, but I was super grateful I got in Um, it's my second year actually getting in Um, the last film I got in was a short experimental film that I made called Cut. Um, and that got in last year and played ahead of this incredible documentary called Trey Mason uh, Desan. Um But, yeah, it was a...
0: So are there prizes on the line?
1: Is it like a
0: contest thing? Or um, is it just somewhere for people to come, like, admire the art?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, obviously, I guess there's, like some awards for like best short films and things like this, um, audience awards, probably things like that. Um, for me, the, the fact that it got in is, is already kind of an award because it's like, it's an Oscar qualifying festival. Um, so any like short, any short films that like win big at the festival, uh, get submitted to the Academy, um, for consideration for like, know, getting a nomination for...
0: That is really cool.
1: So, I mean, it's an Oscar qualifying festival. It's a BAFTA qualifying festival. Um, it's probably one of the biggest festivals in New England or uh, on the East Coast. Um, so I'm super happy it got in, you know, and I think for me that just tells me like... And I mean, even watching my film, I'm like, there's a lot of things I do differently and, mm-hmm. um, and I will... Hopefully, do next time and do it better. uh So for me, it's just a step, you know. Hopefully, I get sure. into a bigger festival and
0: just the beginning.
1: Make more stuff. Yeah, exactly. So
0: that's crazy. Stevens making movies. Yeah. would have thunk it. Yeah. We'll I, I I I uh a long time ago when you first started, cause you do photography too, right? I do. Would yeah. you say a little bit? Is that yeah, a it's it's more it's, it's more of a hobby for Listen me. Listen to this modest man. <laughs> the pictures are really good oh thank so you. so i don't know if uh if uh that was a good way of describing what you do <laughs> what no, would I mean, you say you enjoy more
1: uh i definitely would rather do cinematography or like direct um yeah i'd rather do that than i think i also i do like taking photos i, I like taking photos kind of for fun um recently i found myself caught up And like taking photos for like, you know, of models or of Mm -hmm. clothing and of building a set and kind of doing this and and doing very staged photos. And I think for me, I don't know, that that takes away some of the excitement, I think, for me. And and, uh, and I feel like I was, I could kind of sense it in some of my photos. I was just getting kind of frustrated. I don't know, because it just feels so constructed. And I really like taking i like the organic side of like just taking a photo and capturing a moment or like a space or a situation or a feeling you know that would be the challenge i think when i whenever i did try to do like a fashion photo shoot is like how do i make this feel real and honest Mm. and and like something that i'm just kind of here not necessarily make making happen but just capturing um so that was always a struggle so i think that's why i kind of like have a bit of a disconnect with photography photography as of late, but I've been trying to reconnect and just take photos for fun again. So
0: is there any, uh, director or writer that you admire or that, um, kind of inspired you to write or an author, even anybody?
1: Hmm. Oh man. I feel like, yes, but when I'm on the spot, it's so hard to come up with people. <laughs> uh,
0: well where did where did the interest come from to write? Did it come from film or did it come from uh like
1: books? Um, it kinda came from music in some ways. Okay. Uh like Frank Ocean is like oh. a a big one for me who like he's so good. He's just a fucking word genius. He and really
0: is. He should write books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he should. And um and so like I mean I think it was kind of music and starting to really understand music and i've always connected to like hip-hop and rap and Mm.
0: um who are you listening to today freddie gibbs a lot a
1: lot of freddie gibbs lately
0: i'm so glad you gave that answer because it makes me continue to like you Uh, if you said somebody (laughs) trash i would be like oh my (laughs) god this guy i don't even know if i'm gonna go to this premiere
1: (laughs) no freddie freddie gibbs is killing it yeah he's he's
0: really good Uh, the last album he dropped was um bandana yeah and then but the one before that was also good so he's oh, on yeah. a streak right yeah. now yeah he's fire uh also yb and corday is someone that like one of the new guys i really like oh. he has like a mac miller j cole like vibes him like he Damn. sings but he also raps and yes. it's like very jazzy and yes. funky like yes. anderson pack so he's really good. I was actually surprised. Also, that he was gonna
1: Dev Hines. Speaking of kind of jazzy vibes too, Dev, Dev Hines, Hines is incredible. I've heard of this? Is this like a That's uh, Blood Orange?
0: Is this an indie person?
1: Uh, I think he's he's becoming a lot more kind of established now. I don't know. I'm not sure if he's signed or if he's working independent. But, but have you haven't listened to Blood Orange?
0: I haven't listened to the new album yet.
1: All right. So you gotta get on that. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, Dev Hines scored. A movie that's coming out called queen slim comes out
0: oh yeah the movie with um yeah the guy from get, from out, get out and uh he's in something else too
1: yeah he, he's, he's working he's incredible yeah. um and yeah so that film comes out in november dev hines uh scored that film wow which is amazing That is and you amazing. can it, yeah you can kind of tell in the trailer like there's like a lot happening but um so but it's amazing.
0: When um, when you make when you think of making movies, do you always think of um, things that relate to you, or do you try to think outside the box? Like, do you think that you can make movies like something like um, like uh, Queen Slim, for example? I'm mm. sure that that's obviously a fictional story. Or some people will say that it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type of movie. Right, right. Would you do something like that, or will it always be more I've... of storytelling?
1: I would love to. I mean, it's funny cuz I feel like I'm not sure what the next genre is going to be for me, but um I have a few things that I'm kind of like thinking of and I definitely want to flesh out as far as like writing and stuff in the next few months, but um mm. but I'm a fan of like horror or like reimagining. Mm. Um and kind of and comedy, I love comedy. So I think there's a lot of room in both those those genres to make something amazing. I've been kind of obsessed with Westerns also in some way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I want to make... Have you ever seen 310 to Yuma? People, I
0: heard about it, but I've not watched it.
1: People say, like... Oh, and, I, and honestly, I used to feel that way. I used to be like, fuck Westerns. I hate Westerns. They're so boring. 310 to Yuma, though.
0: Is that with the old guy? Um, Russell
1: Crowe and Christian Bale oh no that's not the movie i'm talking about but yeah i oh, mean there, who are two amazing actors it's a remake of a film so it could be maybe but mm. um but Three Ten to yuma's is one of the films that i can i continue to watch and i'm like this is why i'm making movies like i hope someday i can make something like this like it's incredible what's the genre it's a western but it's like a <sighs> damn i don't really know how to put it it's just like a drama action western that's just like
0: Hmm. that's fairly new right
1: yeah it's uh 2010 i think oh
0: so no absolutely not
1: it's like oh yeah i guess nine years ago now (laughs) uh so not that new but uh but yeah but i mean it's a it's an incredible movie it's amazing
0: have you been to the movies lately
1: uh yes
0: did you see the lion king
1: i did what did you think about it? It was alright. I mean, I still cried like three times. But three times. <laughs> I'm a crybaby. Yo, I cry for anything in movies. So
0: do I. I cry for like anything in life. <laughs> but um, obviously, I'm when a, Mufasa died. I'm a
1: Scorpio moon, so that'll tell <gasps> you.
0: <sighs> That's why we're connecting. Yeah. I'm so Scorpio. Yeah. You know, so my,
1: I'm a Taurus moon. So I, you know, I, I'm. Earth and water, I I get very. What a hot mess! It gets very muddy in my brain.
0: Ooh, <laughs>
1: chalet. That's my life. But um, but yeah, no, Lion King was okay. I mean, it's weird. It was one of those. It's like a live-action animated film because the whole film is animated yeah. anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but
0: but you cried when Mufasa died, and then. All right, so I didn't. Two I actually
1: didn't cry when Mufasa died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a savage. <laughs> so what were you crying for?
1: I thought I was going to. I you cried for the beautiful shots. I do that sometimes. But I didn't do that this time. <laughs> Last film I did that too was Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Oh wow. I cried during the shot that Dumbledore was like killing all the inferior that she was. I know was
0: nothing about Harry Potter. Shout out I Dumbledore. Part one. <laughs> Shout out Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> but um Uh what was I saying? Oh yeah, Mufasa. Um Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because I feel like I couldn't really, you know, because the characters aren't emoting as much as they are in the cartoon. Mm. You know, like their face is a lot more animated in the cartoons because you can kind of, so I feel like you can connect to them more in the cartoon. (sighs) Somebody
0: was saying the same thing on the radio the other day.
1: Whereas like, this is like, they're just like trying to be so real. Yeah, it's like hard to like, you're kind of like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) This lion is talking to me. Am I tripping on shrooms? (laughs) um but it's a it's a it's it was still good i mean i, I i'd like the story i'm a sucker for the story and it's a really um, good story i cried let me tell you when i cried i cried when uh simba and his dad and his dad were like and mufasa they were it was before he died and they were all just kind of, like, having fun oh, and, like, yeah. running around. He was,
0: like, giving him wise words. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, I didn't have a dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and cried. That is very emotional. And then, uh, what else? Then Mufasa died, and I tried to force some tears out, but it didn't happen. <laughs> and then Because you didn't have
0: a dad, <laughs> so you were like, ah.
1: And then, uh, when's, when's the next time I cried? Oh, it was, like, when... Uh, they were singing fucking circle of life circle of life yes know? beyonce and donald glover childish gambino killed it oh, thank you killed now it.
0: now i can sleep today they that's all
1: i kept thinking about killed it they were amazing and so i cried during that and then i cried when he was talking to his dad when oh when he was already like in when the sky. rafiki yeah like brought him to that spot and I was like, fuck. This part always gets me.
0: <laughs> it's because that reminds me of um the when they compared that to the scene in Black Panther. Yeah. Um <laughs> that part made me cry. He was oh, like, no. Get up, you are a king. Yes. I was like, Oh my god. The movie was so there were so many powerful lines in that um Yeah. In that film. Who are the, who are some of the filmmakers that you enjoy today?
1: Uh I'm definitely going to have to go with Ryan Coogler as one of my favorites speaking of Black Panther. Uh he directed Black Panther. He's yeah, he and directed Fruit Fu- Fruitvale Station. So good. He directed Creed. Ooh, Creed is one of the best fucking movies of the modern age. Uh, you, you know haven't I've, I haven't it, seen
0: the whole thing. Oh I always my fall
1: asleep. God, you got to watch it and love it. The <laughs> cinematography is incredible. That there's a she's a a woman um Who's been deeping for a while, but she's phenomenal. Hmm. Um, and the cinematography in Creed is incredible.
0: That's funny. You use cinematography. Like, I took one film class. <laughs> I took two film <laughs> classes. One in CCRI, one at Rick. And I was like, oh my god, I think I like want to do film because I like to write. But yes. I didn't know, know what. Well, I know now the means of writing is journalism. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, what if I like write movies, which is something in the back of my head I still want to do. It's and sometimes I'll find myself writing scripts because it's kind of like writing a um, a YA yeah. fiction book. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I mean,
1: even if you don't know how to write a script per se, you can still write a story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what matters more is like if you have a story and you have an idea and you have a place or characters or one or the other, you know, um, that's already the basis the base, of what you yeah. need, you know. That's pretty cool. Um, because the script is mostly uses like a guideline a lot of films that end up shooting like don't follow the script word for word you know they're kind of adapting Mm. um as it goes on uh and the script is changing even up to the day of the shoot you know like every day the script is getting updated and changed and moved around and this and that um so i mean it's very fluid in that way i'm very much a fan of like anybody should do a film (laughs) <laughs> or should try to make film or like if it were to me if it were up to me i'd have everyone in fucking every public school working together to make a film at some point like because it's just amazing i feel like there's an interest there's a there's a door that anyone could walk through hmm. um, and find something that they're interested in if you're interested in like painting there's composition and like setting up frames and storyboarding if you're interested in numbers there's, like, production management and planning and budgeting. Like, all these things hmm. that kind of, like, there's, there's like, so much room for, like, if you're interested in anything, I feel like you could find a way to get Getting involved to in, in film.
0: That's really cool. But but I was talking about, um, what was I saying? I wanted to ask you something. I was talking about writing, what was I saying? I was talking about writing something.
1: You were writing a story?
0: No, forget it.
1: No, tell me, what was it?
0: I forgot. I literally blanked out. It was going to connect to something I was going to ask you.
1: We're talking about a lot of different things, so it's easy to forget, I feel like. (laughs) It is.
0: But I was going to ask you something about uh, writing, and I forgot.
1: Hmm.
0: I hate when that happens. It'll come
1: back to me. Well, I remember you were telling me about, like, or some writers i guess that i'm i'm interested in lately i've been reading uh fantasy books i'm like really into like fantasy novels and kind of like giant books i'm like a game of thrones fan
0: have you read anything um have you i forgot the name of the book it's by neil guyman
1: neil guyman
0: it's uh about uh, a little boy who like sees a ghost and nobody believes him and oh, he has a friend that like, that also sees the ghost too. Oh, there's so many gems and like so many good like quotables in the movie in the book. I forgot what it's called. Oh, I'll look fuck. it up and I think I'll I know what you're talking ask about. you.
1: Does it have flowers in the title? No.
0: No, it does not. But I I I don't know if I was gonna ask you this, but I was gonna um I'll ask you now. Would you make film for like a political statement, or do you shy away from things like that?
1: Um, I would I feel like everything is political in my Mm. in my opinion I feel like it's impossible impossible to not make to make something that's not political like you're always saying something if you're not saying anything then you shouldn't probably make it Mm. plain and simple like you if if there's something that you feel like first of all I think art doesn't happen in a vacuum like Everything that happens is happening in a certain time and place um, and it should be in response in some ways to what's happening now hmm. um, you know like That's you like you you know you wouldn't go make a movie right now about a group of people finding a k forty sevens and like saving the world you know if you do that you're making a very conscious choice to say everybody should have ak-47s you know like that shit doesn't happen like nothing happens in a vacuum like you have to consider what's happening politically to be able to say something that resonates and that means you know that that means something i feel like the power of film and my goal whenever i make a film is to make people empathize like if you're, if you're, if you're making a film for um, any other reason, I feel like it's not necessarily worth it. Like part of what makes a film amazing is like being able to connect to a story that you aren't living, mm. right? A story that you wouldn't live otherwise. I you could feel. Right. Um, and I think that's the biggest way to make change, you know, is like, how do I teach people how to be empathetic? How do I teach people to learn how to understand a position that they're not uh, used to or that they're they haven't lived, you know, like my film is very specifically about how it feels to be a Latino kid who has a mom who's a single mom who's like struggling and siblings that are trying to look after them or like vice versa. Um, And it's very much about that experience. Um, and I feel like, you know, even if you didn't have that experience, I hope that you watch the film and can empathize with that experience. Um, that I think is ultimately what I hope to accomplish with any film is like, just make people em- more empathetic and mm-hmm. understand, uh, a different situation.
0: So what is the end goal for you? Like what is, or not the... W- end goal but what is the next goal like where do you go from here do you want to be the big steven Spielberg? well you are steven (laughs) spielberg and scorsese and all the big guys
1: um i mean i'm not gonna lie and say no like there's a part of me that would love that uh just because i feel like there would be so much i you know like those guys can literally be like i want to make there's fucking a park. yeah i want to make <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> yeah exactly or i want to make elephants fly with their ears you know mm. or like uh, i guess dumbo but <laughs> uh you know like they could literally ask a studio for anything and they'll get it um but i don't know part of filmmaking also i think is it's nice to have restrictions like mm. it forces you to be a little more creative um you know restriction like i always try and give myself r- restrictions when i shoot something like i'm always like all right well i'm only going to use like this set of lenses or like i'm only going to keep the camera here or i'm going to move it this many times or I'm blah 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 um like for my thesis it was one of the restrictions i gave myself was to always have the camera moving so it's never like a moment that it's necessarily still there's always like mm-hmm. a little a little bit of movement um because there's this theme of the water and and throughout the film like water and liquid mm. um and the ocean um you know and like this you know inherited uh guilt of like my mom had to cross the ocean to get here you know and and feeling connected to this thing that is so far away mm. uh so the ocean's like a very important theme and the ocean's always moving um so i wanted the visuals to kind of reflect that in some way um but yeah so that's dope i can't wait to
0: see it and you know i always slide in your dms and tell you <laughs> steven i'm so proud of you i'm like a proud mom i'm gonna be like shedding tears like oh my gosh this is my friend <laughs> maybe i'll one day i'll find you at the um emmys nobody's gonna believe me you know and like you say like you know this i know this person they're like no you don't girl bye <laughs> like i remember i used to tell people um my cousin is dating pedro martinez and people thought i was crazy i'm like what is so hard to believe about that like she's dating him i mean they're not dating anymore but
1: <laughs> they were dating. they
0: were dating and then my cousin's wife is sammy sosa's sister whoa
1: yeah that's not
0: So I'm, like, connected. And then David Ortiz's father is my grandmother's cousin. So technically he's, like, my third cousin. Holy like shit. That, that's like crazy. That. It is. I'm very connected to the ML, oh, to the Red Sox.
1: That's apparently. so funny. Uh, yeah, Zoe Saldana, like, was at, like, a family party in New York.
0: What? Yeah, and
1: I think it was, like, it might have been, like, before Avatar and before, like, she kind of, like, really took off. Mm-hmm but and she just
0: had guess who she was <laughs> she was
1: there and like uh um i remember my cousin like told my aunt or something and was like is that zoe saltania and c- it's because like my aunt is like friends with her parents or something and That's so crazy cause she's dominican and mm-hmm. so there's born and raised
0: you know. in the um in manhattan
1: yeah yeah so small world you I never know there's you, i feel like we're connected did to you ask everybody for a picture? in some way I, I mean i wasn't there i didn't see Ugh. it <laughs> yeah. i definitely would have if i was there
0: if i ever like touch the industry i'm gonna be the the fangirl for everybody <laughs> like i always say i wish i was born like five years earlier so that i could have my foot in the door in the industry like before all my favorites get old like yeah. I would love to sit down with Diddy and, like, Jay-Z, Beyonce.
1: Dude, imagine sitting down with Jay-Z. <sighs> My gosh, what?
0: J. Cole. The like, stories. I think of all these people who are, like, greats, and I'm like, if I ever touch the industry, it's going to be, like, five years from now when they're washed. Yeah, well. Or retire. I mean, they never really retire. Jay-Z retired, like, three times, and he keeps <laughs> making good <laughs> albums. He gets better. I'm like, he does. how?
1: He does. He's incredible.
0: Oh, but it's amazing but it's I, I i commend you on taking risk and and believing in yourself Be- and your mom believes in you too even if she don't say it but she's helping you so she must believe in it she
1: does she does
0: so it's pretty cool to see where you are now even though we don't you know we haven't th- i think this is the first time we see no i saw you at a party at stay silent party saw me at, a stay silent at um party? machine with magnets oh yeah
1: was it activo or
0: it was um love you better
1: oh yes okay yeah Yeah, i saw you then i was like
0: ah steve i think <laughs> did i see you in aurora too did you ever get to aurora
1: i've been to aurora a few times but i think when i moved back from boston was kind of when they started when they were closing mm. um, okay but i probably i mean i've definitely seen you around a few times but we always are like oh we gotta make plans and hang and then we and we, we, and we do don't i know terrible. This is we're terrible. awful but well, it's it we have that se- this is why we're we could be we're like close friends, is because like I feel like you know, um, I because I have that with Norland too, and like with certain people, it's like you know that there's that love, but like uh, even even if we, even if we don't, don't yeah, even if we don't see each other all the yeah. time, you know, like it's like damn, I, I miss you, and I I get you, and I hope you're doing well, and it's mm-hmm. like you know all good vibes, and yeah, Um,
0: but I'm excited for Wednesday. Yep. i'll be there in attendance i have to i'm gonna try to drag madeline out the house yes and please. have her come along that would uh, be amazing that would be so cool um yes i don't know any last words for people listening about <sighs> what last you want words. them to know about yourself or about the film
1: um nothing, or any advice
0: nothing. like time goes by
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh nothing about the film i guess um i don't know i mean try and keep your head up criticize everything Mm. don't take the easy way out just because it's easy um you know i think it's important to stay vigilant and just criticize everything especially now when Mm. all the fucking uh debates are happening and the election next year and yeah the shit that's going on and mass shootings and all these things like
0: it's a crazy time
1: like question everything and love each other you know be empathetic and and you know don't uh don't fall victim to to fear i guess
0: those are good. Those those are good. I like that. You dropped me some gems. Yeah. Well, some I'm proud bars. of you. <laughs> <laughs> For used bars, yes. I can't wait till you see where well, you I, take this. I I'll be watching you and following you. You look like a director, too, with the curls.
1: <laughs> and the I got a good bar. Hold on. Here it is. Um, I was like, basically, I wanted to watch TV. I'm in the middle of moving, so my house is a mess. <laughs> um, but I wanted to sit on the couch and watch TV. But the TV was sitting on the couch watching me
0: bars <laughs> <laughs> that is not a bar bars that is great all right so no mixtape for you let's stick to filmmaking damn it
1: i thought i had a chance
0: yeah that was also <laughs> like i feel like that was such a dominican joke <laughs> if your parents um, just like telling you to turn
1: off the tv people legit say to me all the time that i'm like really good at dad jokes oh i got a good one you want to hear a good one? Mm-hmm. This will be the nice, and I, I'm done for real after this. <laughs> I'm done for real. Um, all right. Uh, what's a pirate's favorite letter?
0: Oh, my God. I think I know the answer. Is it R? You think it's the R, but it's the C.
1: <laughs> Pretty good, right?
0: No, that was terrible.
1: <laughs> and with that.
0: The accent was really good, though. I'll give you that.
1: Thank you. I try. <laughs> and with that, we're uh, we're signing off. This is Christina's podcast, and I'm gonna be signing off for her. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. You can you can out <laughs> yeah. I, you're you giving <laughs> me permission. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can outro us.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know if I can beat that. But uh, thank you for coming on the show. You're my second solo guest. Yes. I'm basically like Oprah at this point. You know.
1: I'm excited to hear and see what yeah. else you do, dude. Me too. You've I been, can't wait to you've been like doing amazing stuff. So keep it up.
0: I can't wait to get, like, in my creative bag, you know?
1: Yes. Like and keep writing. And if you ever need stuff to, like, if you ever need someone to look at stuff or if you want to just bounce ideas, always feel free to reach out. No. It might, Even I might take like a sec leaving. to respond. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, leaving the... I'm leaving the country, but I'll be back.
0: Yeah, that's I'll be back. L-
1: this is, like, a... It's, like, a creative retreat is the way I'm seeing it. Mm, um, I like that. And,
0: like... Disconnect yeah, a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: refresh, Restart
1: yeah and i'll be back hopefully with some work and and stuff and ideas and things but you know i'm not the best texter or responder but i do get back it might take me a day i or can two. tell
0: because i text you this morning and you did not say i'm like is he coming or?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like i'll text her when i'm on the way and then i was then i i was outside and i was like shit i should tell her like i'm here <laughs> yeah um but uh
0: we're gonna need a doorbell soon
1: but yeah, so I'm, I might not be the best at responding, but I will respond. So yeah, if cool. you ever want to bounce ideas or I'm talk, i
0: to it. Like, and if you ever get to the Emmys, <laughs> I need I will an not forget you. Yes, at least once. No worries. Give me to
1: one of them. I'll bring everybody. I just
0: really want to get close. You can probably over.
1: fit all of Providence in the in the Emmys anyway, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that would be lit. But thank
0: you. Thank you, Stephen. We're looking forward to To Be Heard Yay. Wednesday at AS220 and also at the Rhode Island Film Festival. Congratulations. Thank you. You're lit. All right, guys. This is it. I don't know what I'm naming this. Don't judge me. Don't come from my neck. I was actually thinking of buy the Slice because I'm obsessed with pizza and it's like we're taking, dissecting, oh, like taking things apart. I like that. That's like actually that? really
1: good. It's catchy, too. Buy the Slice.
0: Buy the Slice. Episode 2, By The Slice, featuring
1: Stephen B. Luna. We just got to bring pizza next time. <laughs> should get a <laughs> Always sponsor. Always have pizza. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Damn. I'm working on this. <laughs> All right. And we out. Adios.